Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 224, where today we're going to talk about the difference between skills that you learn playing games versus the skills you learn by going to practice. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about sponsors, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. Please make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to save that additional 20% and support the podcast at the same time. Speaking of supporting the podcast, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Become a patron if you can. It's $5, 10 or $20 a month. We want to say thank you very much to the great group of patrons we have already supporting us. We would love to add some more people to the list. We're always excited to see people that believe in what we're doing and, and want to support us by becoming a patron. So, Don... We all know that there's skills that we drill and work on and, and really try to hone in practice. And then there's skills and things that I think we can actually learn and improve by what's happening in games. But the two are definitely different, and the two things are definitely in some ways related, but there's, a, I guess, some important things that our coaches and players and parents need to be thinking about when we're looking at reasons why players are struggling and then also ways to maybe help them approach some things differently to have a little bit more success and be able to have a little bit of carryover. Because we've all seen the kid. We call him you know, batting cage All-American. In game time, we've got a lot more pressure right. on us. There's excitement and anticipation. and the Adrenaline's pumping. Yep. And sometimes we're just absolutely exhausted from a long day worth of ball at the ballpark, right? Waiting, playing, waiting, playing, and, and going and so forth. It's hard to replace game experience. Right. We've got to have that for sure. But when you think about things, for every swing that you take in a game, how many swings did we have to take in practice? Or at least how many should we have taken? Should we have taken right. in practice, right. Or same thing for ground balls or fly balls. Pitchers that are just throwing bullpens and, and working out at home or doing things and then having to face somebody that's you know trying to tear it right back at me. Right. And uh, they're definitely different environments, but they're obviously similar, like you said, but they are completely different. Right. Well, one of the things that uh, being in the lesson business, that we, we see this all the time, that you'll work with a player and you see them constantly improving. They are making progress. Their swing keeps getting better and better. They're hitting the ball harder. They're hitting it more consistently. You can clearly see that in that setting, they are gaining momentum and, and definitely improving. But then you'll see a video of them from a game and it's like two different kids, like two completely different. That's like an, not what we did. Like an yeah. alien just showed up on game day that you have no idea who that, who that person is. And the reason that I think this is important is that practice is obviously important because that's where we are doing the routine training, the repetition, the creating the muscle memory, doing the things over and over and over again to get the body used to patterns and and duplicating those patterns and doing the same thing over and over again and and finding that consistency 
And then once we start to have that happening in the practice setting, then we hope that we're going to be able to make the connection and carry, carry those over. same things over to game yep. day. But the conversation I have with hitters all the time is you know, I'm always talking about helping and trying to help them learn things through our training that will carry over that they can make sure is going to show up on game day. Or if they're struggling a little bit on game day, that they know to go looking for the right culprit challenge or the thing that has to be fixed that they have an idea of what that really is. And reality of it is, and this is why I think some kids get so messed up, kids that really train a lot, that practice a lot, that work a lot with us, get to the point where the physical part, the mechanical part of what they're doing is so rock solid that when they struggle on game day, I would bet you a kidney, my house, and everything that's important to me that the reason they're struggling on game day is not mechanical. Unfortunately, the things that they are struggling with lead to their swing mechanics looking bad, so people freak out and want them to then change their mechanics. So let's say you and I have been working right. for two years, and your swing is rock solid, you know, it, it's machine-like, it's just so consistent. But on game day, you get so nervous, you're so petrified, you know, you're, you're on the fam- spotlight. Your and... family flew in from Canada just to watch this one game, and you know it's the only chance they're going to get to see you play this whole year. And you step up to the plate, and you're so nervous and so excited and so scared and so freaked out that you're, everything's going to be just like in practice, that, right? Right. Yeah. That's going to be just like it was in the cage when you were training. Well, of course not. The challenge for us is we know that those other factors are going to creep in. So we have to continually keep working on the training side of it to help players be more prepared and more aware of those kinds of things. Back to my original point. So what ends up happening is you're up there about ready to cry. You're so f- scared and frustrated and nervous and everything else. You're, you know, your eyes are watering. The pitch is coming in and you're so messed up mentally that you take a swing that looks like something, like the, the very first swing you took when you were three years old. Right. And then everybody around you is like, well, Hold your elbow here. Put your knee here. Turn your eyes this way. Put your hands this way. Change your grip. Change your stance. Move back in the box. Move up in the box. And what we really need to be doing is recognizing that the reason that swing was so jacked up is nothing to do with your swing and all to do with what's going on in your head and your emotions and and how that's affecting what you're capable of doing physically. And so the game day stuff, I think, is a really good opportunity for us as coaches to work with players, help them understand what's going on, help them you know, manage the emotions, manage the adrenaline, manage the fear, manage all those things that create the problems that we all want to then turn into something else. And so you know, my point about helping them chase the right thing, you know, a girl that I work with right now, she and I just had this discussion last week. She's going back to college here in a week. Her college coach is all mechanics. I, I, I don't think that she ever had a day in her life where she struggled with her own emotions or confidence or whatever, because she never even ventures that into the discussion that she has with this player. What we've been working on is helping her understand the code that when your coach says this, this is what it probably really means you did. It feels like you're struggling with something. Is it because you forgot how to hit or is it because your timing's off or because you're distracted or because you're frustrated or because you're sad or scared or whatever it is? And trying to use that as a creating some preparation so the next time that those emotions start to kick in on game day, she's a little bit more prepared to handle them. Carrying practice over into game time is kind of a, an acquired magic. 
some have it comfortably and some don't because they let that new environment affect them so much. Right. That, and they have to work hard at learning how to manage it. Right. And and sometimes it's just experience. Once we play enough, you know, I, I see that a lot more with the younger players, but sometimes with older as well. Once we can carry that over, things are golden. Right. Because like you said, we've established really good guidelines, really strong mechanics and bulletproof approach to whatever skill it is on the field. But when the environment's different, it changes things a lot. And like you said, the the mental piece, I think is a huge factor. Yeah. And we as coaches and parents can have a big impact in that and trying to calm those waters and try and create comfort for that stressful environment so that they can apply good timing and good skills and good things in that setting as well. But for them to experience it over and over and over and then have success. Once they have that breakthrough success, that's kind of, at least in my mind, when things become a lot more uh, normal or, or consistent on the field as well. But uh, again, there's, there's a lot that goes into it right. a, away from just the training. Yeah, well, the example that uh, you just mentioned it kind of uh, made me think of the first time we had Paige Tons on the podcast before she became part of the team and did the weekly contributions. She was telling the story about how she struggled so much with her mental game you know, all the way through you know, most of her college career and all of a sudden figured out how the mental game and what she was doing to herself and the pressure she was putting her, on herself on game day was so limiting that once she figured that out and she ended up having like an all-American type to, senior to season loose. and in her case learned enough from her own experiences to now become a highly thought of and, and really valuable part of the mental game coaching community and helping players handle the, the challenges better than she did when she was their age. The whole idea now is for us as coaches, we've got to make sure we understand that there's things that we're going to do in practice that are geared towards creating that muscle memory, that repetition, that consistency. We have to do some things in practice that are going to give our players more tools in the toolbox, more awareness of what's going on to be able to handle the stuff that's happening on game day. And then we have to also be smart enough to look at when something happens on game day and then figure out how to handle that, how to massage that, how to adjust that to help the players be more successful in, in that environment. You know, we spend our whole lives thinking, well, you know, she's a great hitter. Well, why doesn't she hit good? Well, she's a great hitter in one setting because there is no pressure. You know, there is no determining whether you're going to be in the lineup or not, or whether you're going to drop in the batting order, or whether your parents are going to be disappointed or mad or frustrated, you know, whether your coach is going to be mad or frustrated and all that stuff. And, you know, it's just one of those challenges that I think from a coaching perspective, we've got to do a better job of understanding that those two environments are two really different things. And if we spend all our time thinking it's always mechanical or trying to make mechanical adjustments when the reason it's going sideways has nothing to do with the swing. I saw something on social media the other day. What's the difference between a swing coach and a hitting coach? Well, a swing coach can teach you all the mechanics, but probably never touches on any of this other stuff. Right. A really good hitting coach is talking to you about you know, repetition and consistency and managing your emotions and being able to stay in the zone and being able to block out distractions and having routines and you know, using your video to see when you're doing well. You know, one of the things I talk to some of my best hitters about all the time is once you get pretty good at this, you start to take it for granted. And so let's say you're going through a workout and you take 100 swings and you hit 98 of them hard. Well, if you don't know the, and we talked about the ingredients thing a couple of weeks ago on everything fast pitch, if you don't know what the ingredients are that why you hit 98 balls hard today, 
you can't expect to be able to hit 98 balls hard again tomorrow. Right. But if we're starting to pay attention to all that stuff, you know, I talk about it all the time, do a quick little instant replay, you know, review in your head really quickly what you just did and then try to do it again, then do it again, then do it again. And with some of the younger kids, the joke is, well, why can't you just do that every time? Well, because they're young and they don't know any better, but it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off because they know that they can eventually get there, but they're not there yet. But understanding the difference between the two environments, coaches, because if we don't, we're going to drive our players crazy, we're going to drive ourselves crazy, and we're going to have a whole lot more kids that are going to need a lot of different kinds of help in the future, I guess, solve some of the challenges we're, we're helping to create for them now. Let's get them some experience and get them comfortable so that all those reps they're taking can uh, show through on game day. Right. And, and just one more thing, Don, because this is something I know you have experience with too, because one of the things yeah. I talk to players about, and, and we're always talking about being able to make adjustments, you know, being able to feel when something is a little bit off. And the thing that I keep talking to kids about, especially one player right now, that it's like absolutely clockwork. If she takes one swing that's not very good, she will think it through, making a conscious adjustment. She'll get her front foot down earlier or whatever it is, and then she'll crush the next swing. And then she'll have you know 10 really good ones in a row, but then she'll have one that's a little bit weak. And you can see her kind of working through that process of thinking about what she just did and then making the correction. And the thing I keep telling her now is she's halfway there. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I'm really good at making adjustments. And you are really good at making adjustments. But what happens on game day when you take that bad swing? Well, I got to go sit in the dugout and wait for nine or 10 or 11 or 12 hitters before I get to hit again because I just hit a pop-up to the second baseman. Right. Right. And so the fact that you're good at fixing it is nice. And in here, you show that you can fix it. So now our next goal is to figure out what's happening on that one out of 10 that you lose your focus or lose your concentration or whatever it is so that you don't have to wait for 10 more people to hit on game day to get a chance to show everybody you fixed it. That's the challenge. And that's part of what we're talking about today. So coaches, there's a a new thing for you to think about. Skills in practice, skills in games, the two are not the same thing. We've got to be aware of both of them. We're going to really be unhappy some days. Don, that's going to wrap up number 224. Please make sure you support the Anderson Bat Company. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs there. They're $49.95 a dozen. Also, if you have questions, comments, ideas, suggestions, reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Coach Don and I want to make sure we're talking about stuff that you're really interested in. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.